Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. They say great things come in threes. Great. I think it's great. These are great days we're living. Oh, that's a great start. Unfortunately, not in this case. What is this? But maybe someday it will be. Can you believe that? Okay, world, hold on to your collective. It's time for the Bam Slam Podcast. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Ben Fletcher, Allison Ratzlaff, and Mike Costa. Episode number four of the Bam Slam Pod. Thanks for being with us. Um, God, there's so much to get to, and and I I don't know about you, but ha- how many times have you watched the stupid, stupid kid getting in Cam Newton's dish at the at, at the Cam Newton football camp? It's all I've seen on Twitter the last like 24 hours. It's all over Twitter, everywhere. It, it it's it's <laughs> absolutely incredible, and it's in in. To me, it's it's is it a microcosm of today's youth, and today's youth just wanting either the hits, the clicks, the 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 cred, the whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, with with young kids today. For those of you who don't know, Cam Newton's having a football camp. Out of the goodness of his heart, it's Cam Newton, all right. And there's this young kid, and basically, uh, or Ben Allison, what what is the young kid going at Cam for? Saying he's uh, he's poor because he's a free agent. No team's gonna sign him. Yeah, basically telling a guy who's a Heisman Trophy winner, an MVP in the NFL, took a team to the Super Bowl, um, that Cam Newton, telling him that he's poor because he is a a free agent, and that's right, no football team wants a Cam Newton on their team. Now, the kid might be right. Cam Newton may not may not end up with the team this year. But I think, Cam will tell you that he's one of the 32 best quarterbacks. I don't think there's 31 other quarterbacks on this planet that are better at football than Cam Newton. Do you? No. Better at football? I mean, all around? Or, or, or quarterbacks. Or, or quarterbacks? Listen, you know, Cam brings a special set of skills to whatever team he's going to be on at, at, at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. And, and we've seen him. He's got a cannon for an arm. He's a runaway truck, a runaway truck when he runs the ball. And yeah, he's and not every quarterback in the NFL brings to the table what Cam Newton does. And his fashion sense. His fashion oh, sense. It's well, unreal. Well, <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. That alone. So, it's so, so good. So the kids, so good. the kids going at him, and, and Cam's looking at him like, dude, look at my bank account. I, also, I'm rich. I'm rich. Mm-hmm. I'm rich. Cam bitch. Newton. Cam Newton is not poor. Cam Newton. If if Cam Newton's career was over yesterday. Cam Newton is doing fine in life, and that's not knowing anything about his finances. But this stupid – do we have the name of the kid? It would be uh, Jaseth Owens. Jaseth Owens the, is is now an international star for all the wrong reasons. I will tell you. I mean, his Twitter account blew up yesterday, obviously. He got about 1,000 new followers. Okay. I actually watched some of his highlights on Huddle. The kid's legit. Okay. How old do we – I didn't even know how old he's he is. He's a high schooler. He's a high schooler. Okay. I think he's class of – 23 i'm pretty sure so sophomore sophomore okay. i mean don't be surprised if you end up hearing just seth's just owens Giseth on sundays owens. at some point okay he the worst part to me is when he spit though on the ground while he was he didn't spit at cam but while he was talking to him you know he was spitting yeah it was so the whole the thing the disrespect was just so yeah it's it, it's chart. like dude and i think it's it's rich eisen rich eisen put out a tweet and rich said hey any of you youngsters out there uh, if someone were to come along and say, um, here's a piece of paper, sign it, you'll have Cam Newton's career up to this point. Rich is like, find a pen 
and sign the damn thing. All right. So the first thing, I know how I was brought up when oh I was younger. God. How about you? Would would your dad have just uh, immediately brought out a two by four, or what? It, it, how how I, would that have gone? I would have had to go to the hospital to have my father's foot removed from my ass. Let me Allie, put it what that about way. you? Uh, well, yeah, same. But as a mom of of athletes, their arm. I mean, I would have had such a grip on their wrist and just pulled them away. I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't have gone on for two seconds if I'd been standing there. For me, first off, if I would have done something like that, my coach would have tackled me. Yeah, exactly. Great point. Yeah. Second of all, as soon as I got home, I'd be said, oh, well, have fun never playing basketball again. <laughs> I know this kid was on football, but I played basketball. Right. And but- then third, my brother would have kicked my ass. So I would have gotten it from three different angles, and hopefully one of my teammates would have slapped me that's, before any of that. That's what I was wondering. Like, why didn't a coach come over sooner? One eventually shows up, but sooner. And why not? His teammates were just standing there kind of chuckling about the whole thing. I didn't get why one of them didn't you know, elbow him in the ribs. He's probably the cool kid or the alpha of the group, and they're following along. And I get that. And we do have an apology from Jaseth. Oh, we do. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, I would love to hear it. Okay. And I'd love to know. We also, we have a Bam Slam exclusive. I wish wish someone had proofread his apology, though. (laughs) Oh, that's why we need you. That's why you're here. Oh, we just love you. What did did Jaseth have to say? Jaseth said uh, this was a little notes picture he posted on his Twitter account. First and foremost, I want to express my deepest apologies to Cam Newton, my entire organization, my coaches for my actions at the 7v7 tournament this past weekend. I did not intend for it to get as far as it did, exclamation point. First, I would like to start off by saying my parents never taught me to be disrespectful to people. As a football player, I let my competitive side get the best of me, and it was a huge miscommunication. It was in the midst of a moment, and I realized how a lot of you took it as disrespect. That was kind of easy to see how, just Seth. I never meant to humiliate and let anyone down. I'm very appreciative for 7v7 to even allow me to be a part of this community and allowing me to be a part of the team I'm currently on. I realize this can dictate my future as a young man, having very big dreams slash goals, but I will not allow this to stop me from getting where I need to be. So again, I apologize and hope I can be forgiven. Okay, I I, I said Cam Newton's football camp. It The 7v7, I don't know if, if Cam's just a coach in it or if his name's a, a, attached to it or not, but what happened um, happened. And Jaseth, it sounds, uh, it's a great apology. And whoever wrote it for you did a really good job. I don't believe for one second he sat down and he penned that or he typed it on his computer. So now about this little exclusive we have. Yeah. So Jaseth got home after this video went viral, as naturally it would. His sister was having the phone ready and was recording as Jaseth came home and his uncle Jeff happened to be there. Mm Mm-hmm. We have the recording of what Uncle Jeff said to Jaseth as he walked in the door, and we're going to play that for you now. Here you go. <clears throat> you stupid, stupid, idiot, stupid, dumbass kid. You think you know football. What part of Cam Newton don't you understand? You're sitting there in the midst of greatness. A guy who was a Heisman Trophy winner. A guy who took a team to the Super Bowl. A guy who was an MVP. A guy who was 6'6", about 250 pounds, and has no body fat on him whatsoever. And if it was just you and him in an alley, and you were talking shit like that, he would have made you a little shit stain on the pavement. You are an embarrassment to this family. You're an embarrassment to your teammates. And you are an embarrassment to yourself. 
And don't think that this is going to be forgotten once you sit down and someone writes a GD apology for you. I can guarantee you, little Joseph, whatever team decides to recruit you and let you and, and, and make you fortunate enough to play college football for them, the first thing they're going to ask you Dumbass, when they recruit you is, did you learn from the Cam Newton incident? Now go to your room. I don't want to see your face for like the next 10 days. And turn that damn camera off. <laughs> By the way, it's international. It's it's International Margarita Day. Uh, and we are celebrating. National, national Margarita, not cheers, international. Cheers to whatever it is. National, international. Cheers, you guys. Cheers to Uncle Cheers. Jeff, by the way. Oh, man, Uncle Jeff sounds a lot like oh Costa. Uh, it's crazy. Isn't it amazing how much he sounds like him? Yeah, that it, it just, I, I saw that, and at first I thought, okay, is this <laughs> well really, done. dude, you know, and, and then, but listen, everybody has made stupid mistakes in their life, and, and, and in all honesty, I, don't, I hope this does not put a whammy on his, you said he's a talented kid from what you see, uh, what you've heard. Uh, he's probably going to go on to college, and I hope he does, and I hope he has a great college career, and I hope one day he's in the NFL and he looks back and, and he's able to say to someone, hey, man, don't make the mistake I made. But right now he is a big megastar for all the wrong reasons. And if you're Cam Newton, you obviously hope the same things for this kid. Uh, of course And one does. day Cam Newton is going to be on some sort of broadcast, whether yep. it's the NFL Network, whether it's CBS. He's going to be on something because that's his personality. Yeah. And how cool would it be if 15 years down the line he interviews he's Giuseppe? Giuseppe. <laughs> and it's totally a real possibility that could happen. Yeah. And Seth goes, man. Remember you, that one time? You had to be a broadcaster because you're so poor. God, dude, my <laughs> Uncle Jeff kicked my ass that night. Unbelievable. Thank um, you for making these margaritas, yeah, Ali. These, these, these are delightful. Are, yeah, Ali, these are fantastic. What kind of – oh, we don't need to – No, they're 100% non-alcoholic, but they still taste absolutely incredible. Delish, right? Wink, wink. My own is a special recipe. It is a Cadillac. It is a Cadillac. Uh, I wouldn't bring you guys cheap margaritas. No, you wouldn't. No. So cheers everyone out there on, on International National Margarita Day. I'll take another sip. In fact, open one up for yourselves, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, someone who is uh, extremely rich as of uh, today is uh, the Padres own Fernando Tatis Jr. They El made Nino. the they made the the contract official. Uh, Fourteen years, three hundred forty. Do I have that correct? Forty yes. million dollars. Um, he basically told them. I, I want to be a Padre for life. What you guys make of the fact that there's the statue clause in the uh, in the contract? Is there an actual clause? I thought it was just a, it was a statue contract was kind of the name put on it by AJ Preller. Oh, okay. Because he like that's yeah. where they oh, foresee okay. that's gotcha. where the Padres foresee him being. I, I I stand corrected. And somebody said, would it be a defense or a or a bat flip? Statue. Said, Which one would it make be? Three different. Yeah, statues. we can make three different. Well, the good news is, I think it was Tony Gwynn Jr. that did that. There's plenty of room out there uh, in in Park in the Park where they can put another statue, and we all hope it goes without saying that he ends up being statue worthy when it's all said and done. But I I was thinking about this um, yesterday. You know, this is I don't know how you guys feel about it, but to me, it's it's AJ Preller, it's it's Peter Seidler, obviously knowing that this team is ready, this team is hot, and this guy can be a catalyst uh, for them for years to come. But it's also, it's it's a, it's it's one of those things where they're telling the fans, you guys have put up with a lot of crap, especially mm-hmm. baseball fans. You know, those of you who've had season tickets, like my my neighbor, Dr. Hausman, who's had season tickets for the Padres since they first started playing at what was then San Diego Stadium. Wow. So for those long-suffering fans, this was one of those, 
hey, you know, we always talk in terms of we want to be competitive, we want to do this, we want to do that. Well, we are now in the process based on the Machado, and I kind of went over this last uh, podcast, but we're in the process now of putting our money where our mouth is. And, and some it, of it's, the, just, it's a tremendous shot in the arm. And some of the new stuff we learned today, which is kind of interesting, is Preller went to the Dominican this offseason with kind of three different ideas on how he wanted contract negotiations to go. Mm-hmm. One was to get him through arbitration, because yeah. you want to avoid arbitration when you have big stars. The Angels did it with Mike Trout. The second was kind of a medium-length deal, six, seven years, mm-hmm. maybe take away two of his free agent years. Yeah. And the third was a 12-year deal. Tati said, I want 14. Right. Tatis gets 14. Of course. He said, why not go the whole career? I want to spend every minute I he have He said here. that was really important to him. To He wanted a long career in one place, and he loves it here. Loves the fans, loves the team. Have you guys seen people talk about um, how can the Padres possibly sustain this financially? You mean Ken Rosenthal? Yeah, exactly. But do, is it – I mean, I don't know that people understand the money that, that um, Peter Seidler – and the Seidler family have oh, he's got to throw at this. And, and, you know, he's the guy now. Ron Fowler's gone. And um, I think Peter's money is speaking. It it's is. making a difference. And right. I, I, But so it's so weird to me when I see the national media questioning, like, how can the Padres possibly sustain this financially? And I think they're, I mean, Peter said it's, we're absolutely fine. Well, there's a couple of national media, and I'll point one out. Ben Maller, <clears throat> Fox Sports Radio, who didn't know that Peter Seidler was the owner now. He thought it was still Ron Fowler. He oh. said that last night on Fox Sports Radio. Really? So it kind of gets to the point where like news travels differently from the research. West Coast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, always. Because the East Coast, they have their set of rules. They probably sure. Ron Fowler is the more recognizable name. Yeah. Sure. Peter Seidler has the deeper pocket or the more willing pocket, more specifically. Right, and I think he was handcuffed a little bit. I do too. Before, yeah. Before, and I think Ron, Ron was a was still really there. good owner. I think he was energetic. Yeah, he was good with guy. the media. He's a great entrepreneur for this town. Totally. But Peter Seidler has this as more. I want a World Series trophy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do or, what or it takes. Or two or three. You know, <laughs> this isn't a money making yeah. venture for him. This is a I right. want a trophy. You know, it's, right. when, when you talk baseball ownership with me, I know John Henry owns the Red Sox. I know the Steinbrenners own the Yankees. I I don't know a lot about. Major League Baseball ownership. Obviously, I know Peter Seidler, the name, the O'Malley, the Dodger ties. Right. He he has a very successful. Um, is it a, a hedge it's fund? A, it's a hedge fund. He's got mm-hmm. a he's got a very uber successful uh, successful hedge fund. So the pockets are deep with Peter Seidler. Again, it's not as if he's going to be throwing. And I out. think they're deeper than people. Oh, I I, I would imagine so. <laughs> they are. It's a number of people probably can't imagine. But it's Peter's just yeah. so damn low key. That you know he he isn't the Flash and he's not a he's not a a Jerry Jones type in Major League he's, Baseball circles. He's one of the kindest people I've ever met. I mean, do you guys know that he walks around downtown at night without any fanfare? He doesn't even really like people to know. But like, well, kind of wears feeds, the baggy sweater. He doesn't, yes, it's and, not like he dresses like he no, owns the Padres. No, 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 and feeds homeless people all around the stadium that are you know set up in that encampment around the stadium. It's yeah. just he's. He's a has a real, he's a great man. He really is. So they had the press conference today. It was it was the big news in in town. And I know that Fernando Tatis Jr. was asked a couple of times about the BLA, and it's it's big league advance, and it's a it's a fund. Well, it's a company started by a guy who had a cup of coffee with the Philadelphia Phillies. And Ben, I know you've read in detail about what BLA is and what they do. It's and correct me if I'm wrong because I didn't do the deep dive, Allison, on on what BLA is, but it's basically 
they come to you based on their algorithm. If you're an up and coming star in minor league baseball, and they say, "Okay, listen, we will we'll give you X amount of dollars if you sign this contract with us." In the case that you do end up with a big contract, i.e., today with Fernando Tatis Jr., and you give us the percentage of that contract for the life of the deal. So, did I mean, did I explain that right? Yep, you hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. Okay. And essentially, it's set up because these minor league players don't make any money. Okay. A lot of them can't really afford housing. They can't no. afford food. It's really, it's either on the family to make an investment in them or for them to take out loans and make an investment in themselves. Yeah. And how many minor leaguers make it to the major league? It's not a very high percentage. So what BLA does, and I actually think it's a really good idea for a company, is they almost bet on these guys when they're younger, yep. hoping that it works out. Not it's a risky. Lot it's risky for it's sure. It's very risky on mm-hmm. their side. But then they get these. And now they're probably going to make, I think it's $27.8 million off of Tatis through the life of this contract. Right. Okay. So that makes up for the, all the risks that they take that doesn't work out. Because it ends up taking out about 8% around there so they let's say ben fletcher signs signs with yes, BLA, please. and they say hey ben we're gonna you know we're gonna give you a fifty thousand dollars um sign the contract with us if you don't make it to major league baseball you don't have to pay that 50 if you don't make it to the giant contract the way i read it and correct me if i'm wrong you then don't have to give them the 50 grand back as they take as it know, as yeah. a loss correct, correct. so it wow. is a risk that is on correct. that part because mm-hmm. a lot of minor leaguers never see major league mm-hmm. baseball in fact, the majority don't. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it is a risk on their end, but they, you, like you said, they have their algorithm, they have their projections. Yeah. And AJ Preller talked a little bit about the projections of Fernando today because he wasn't a highly touted prospect. People weren't going after him. In fact, most people thought he was an afterthought in the James Shields trade. <laughs> but AJ went <laughs> right. Doesn't that sound uh, yeah. ridiculous? Oh, he, now? Was, he was listed last exactly. in, the, in yeah. the release, for, in the press release for that. So, oh, but, by the way, you're also getting this kid. Yeah. Oh, and, and this. Fernando Tatis. And Preller did talk about it today saying that that deal was about Fernando. The real world might not have known it, but their scouts knew it. He knew it. Well, and that's what's so cool about AJ Preller. Like, he's so smart. Like, I don't know. Do people understand how smart or this guy is? Or he got lucky and is saying now that it was about Fernando. <laughs> he's, he, he said today in the press conference he's been watching him since he was 14, 14 years old. Yeah. He goes, the day Fernando Tatis Jr. was born, I saw a star in the sky. And I've just been following that star like the Magi, looking for. And you know what? If he has credit to him, because what a great deal for this city, what a great deal for Fernando, hopefully, what a great deal for the Padres. Because ultimately, he's here for 14 years. Either way, this goes. Well, he's here for 14. And, and, you know, I'm sure that Peter Seidler and and AJ Preller and the financial side of the Padres, they're thinking in terms of, okay, the ticket sales we're going to make when everyone's allowed back at the park in in full force. The jerseys, the face of the the face mm-hmm. of Major League Baseball. He's a Padre. The All Star appearances. Hopefully, the World Series. And I'm saying that in plural. They're going to make it all back. They are going to make it <laughs> hand over fist yeah. as soon as Petco can. Oh, it will be sold it out. It will be for... rocking. Even this last year with COVID, right? With only 60 games, if people had had been allowed in. Can you imagine, especially during like the Slam Diego week oh, or whatever? Oh my I mean, god! Can you, um, we, no. I got mean, massive no, goosebumps no. just talking you, about it. You still see the Slam can, Diego T-shirts right. everywhere? Oh, yeah. I have one. Can you, know? you? I do. I have one. I'll wear it next time. Can you imagine how the most beautiful ballpark in the country, in my opinion? And I'm not just saying that because we live here and it's 
you know, so beautiful. Oh, Tropicana is pretty nice. AT&T Park is actually pretty. Oh, I think it's Oracle Park now in San Francisco. I know. And, it's amazing. And I would say but Petco in is Pittsburgh, right there. their ballpark is pretty awesome, too. I, yeah. I will say. I think all Baseball the, has the most attractive parks you guys in ever, any sport. Have you guys ever been to Pittsburgh? No. I love it there. And what's crazy to me is well, why the, don't you marry it? the <laughs> hockey rink, <laughs> the football field, the baseball it's stadium. Right there. It's all like you can yeah. walk. You just walk. It's very well, that's, cool. That's the, the beauty of, of Kansas City sports because you've got Arrowhead and then you've got Kaufman. Is it still Kaufman? No, wait. I think Kaufman was the world uh, You're asking college. The Anyhow, guy. where the Royals play and the the uh, Chiefs play, mm-hmm. you it's like two or three minute walk mm-hmm. between each other. Mm-hmm. Now we have, listen, the it's it's San Diego and it's Petco. And Petco's so beautiful. It is. It, it is. You just and, and feel good when you're there. You, you, just, you do. It's just, mm-hmm. it's awesome. And whether people think we have the best park on earth or we don't, hey, you're entitled to your opinion. But now mm-hmm. we have one of the best baseball players, if not the best in baseball right now. That's a lot of other really good players. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Manny. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Blake Snell. Sorry, all you other guys out there. Did you guys see Tatis's uh, Instagram story? No. He, he, reposted the Padres Instagram story saying, you know, uh, signed yeah. till 2034. And then he reposted it with a heart and it said home. Oh, I'm like, oh well, and, and, he, and he, you know, what's so funny. Cute. He talks about, you know, I, I love the city. I love this organization. He goes, mm-hmm. and I love the culture mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And he, he, you know, and, and culture can mean a lot of things, a lot of dr- different things to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. It's not lost on anybody how close we are to, to Mexico. It's not, um, you know, how many, how diehard and rabid, um, uh, you know, Mexican baseball fans are, Latino uh, mm-hmm. baseball fans are. Not to so, mention everyone from the Dominican, Dominican who is now Republic. San Diego Padre fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So you, you also have that just built in ambassadorship. Mm-hmm. And not only with, with Fernando, but also with uh, Manny, anybody, you know, who's of Latin descent. Mm-hmm. Um, on this baseball team, it's it's and how Blake, could you not love Blake. what the Padres have done? So as of today, the Boston Red Sox currently hold the streak for the most active sellouts. Okay, at seven hundred and ninety-four straight games with a sellout. Seven ninety-four. Seven hundred and ninety-four straight games. Wow. So that's spanning what six seasons? Uh, yeah, roughly do the math between five and six seasons. Mm-hmm. So if we're thinking about it, over the fourteen years of Tatis's career, mm-hmm. hit us up on Twitter at BamSlamPod. Do the Padres surpass that record? I think they might have a shot. Oh, I think they will too. With the character yeah. that he is, him drawing in people, I think they might have a shot. Mm-hmm. How many people right now are sitting at their computers? Well, I'm, I'm saying right now, but have been sitting at the computers and it's like, okay, I've punched everything into the SanDiegoPadres.com t- season ticket package uh, part of their website. I just need to know. If I'm going to be able to go to the park in 21 before I hit send, mm-hmm. you know, because think about that. Still, we're kind of in limbo. There, do we know when we'll know? I, I guess Not there either. isn't any official word, right? No. We know about spring training. They're allowing a certain percentage. Yeah. And I think those tickets actually go on sale tomorrow. Yeah, I think I read 1900, I think total. I, something like that. And I think a lot of that is family Yes. And staff. Yeah. So it ends up being about 1,200. And then season ticket holders have first dibs, and then mm-hmm. it moves to the general public. Right. But how many Padre fans, upon the news of of Bebo being locked up, Bebo, kind of said, well, you know what? I've always wanted to take the jump. Now's the time I- to do it. I'm going to lock it up myself. Yeah. 
where at you know the end of the 14 years, I'll see what my investment he said, is. He said, I'll play Tom Brady. I'll be signed for six more. Like, yeah. He, he said that today. Uh, Tom I'll Brady, be here six hello. More. Like, he, Bebo I, Brady. And he, <laughs> I can't see him going somewhere else. I mean, Brady did, but I just don't. No, we'll so, from Sounds everything like we heard today, so from everything we've heard in the past, he wants to be San Diego's Derek Jeter. Yeah, and yeah. he wants to be here his whole career, which is mm-hmm. great. And everyone's super thrilled about it. You know who's not thrilled about it? We Trevor got, Bauer, probably. <laughs> you know what I Dick almost tweeted? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I almost tweeted out today was Bebo is sitting there signing the contract with AJ Preller, and I almost tweeted out that picture with the caption underneath: "Dear Mom and Dad, everything's going great." Trevor Bow is a bitch. Love Bebo. <laughs> End quotation. You still got time before this I goes do. live to Trevor, check that out. Trevor right. is still fighting with people, by the way. Good but lord. If, if you recall, uh, um, during our run on the radio here in San Diego, we had someone who would email our show pretty regularly. And this guy, I don't he wasn't a fan of the show. I don't know why no, he, he always he, listened. He disliked the show and he made it abundantly clear in in on the text line, our emails, and yeah, and what's his name? Well, his name is Ron. Ron! <laughs> well, then he must have been listening if he disliked it. Oh, apparently much. he's found the podcast. Yeah. And he's oh, now no. listened to the podcast. Oh, gosh. And we do have an email from Ron. This isn't going to go on for me, I have a feeling. No, I, you know what? Ron actually has not had an issue with you yet. By the way, if you want to email us, and hopefully you're, it's in a much happier tone than Ron, um, at BamSlamPodcast, uh, BamSlamPodcast at gmail.com. And fill that thing up. We'd love to hear from you. And yeah. follow us on Twitter. Sure. But here is uh, Mr. Ron's email today. I remember a lot of people for a minute thought it was Ron Fowler. <laughs> I think we can no confirm that it is. No. There was about a little cult group of our following. Not who, Ron Fowler on his worst day. I know. Okay. So this is email or Ron, not to be confused with the excellent philanthropist of San Diego, okay. Ron Fowler. Dear Costa and Fletch, no Jetson. Hmm. Seems like he's the smartest one of your dysfunctional trio. I'm writing you today because I've stumbled upon your new podcast. Bam Slam? What kind of name is that anyway? I think your podcast sucks, but you're the only people in San Diego who ever read my emails. So to you, I write. (laughs) This Tatis deal is too overhyped and a terrible deal for the Padres. Tatis Jr. is not someone you build a franchise around. He is a silly kid who celebrates doing the thing he gets paid to do. I worked 40 years in construction. You think I jumped up and down and twirled around every time I hammered a nail? (laughs) Hell no. What a dick. The pod... Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) It is National International Margarita Day. We need a... What? what? Okay. Oh, boy. Ron's just got your work, dude. Mother... Okay. (laughs) Good thing I have more. (laughs) Poor Ben. You may want to lift... There you go, kiddo. Here we go. Do I need to go run and get towels? Probably. Wow. Okay. Deep breaths. It's it's just one unhappy person in San Diego, probably the only one who doesn't like the FTJ deal. All right, we'll finish this though. Power through here. <laughs> you think I jumped up and down every and twirled around every time I hammered a nail? Hell no. The Padres will regret this deal and us San Diegans will just be hurt again. I feel bad for everyone whose hopes are so high right now. Putting your faith in this kid like he is some messiah figure will only make the fall harder. Sincerely yours. Ron. P.S. I don't hate this alley girl yet. Give it time. <laughs> oh. He doesn't hate me. That's so okay. I was, awesome. okay, I when you so validated. When you started reading his email, I started thinking in terms of does he know that Allison is one of the yeah, he triumphant here? Yeah, he's like, okay. <laughs> I, I will say I will say this in, in if it 
Allison, if it sounds in Ron's defense, people can absorb it the way they want. There is a chance that, and, and I, I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to put this out in the universe, something could happen, that Fernando Tatis Jr. doesn't fulfill 14 years of the contract, that uh, it, it could be one thing, it could be another, it could be physical, it, it could be anything where he doesn't end up being a Padre for his whole career. That's you. That's that's the risk in life, right? Turn your mic on there. Is the only way that could happen would be if he got injured, though? Okay. Because yeah, there's no there's there's right. no opt out, no trade clause. Okay, it's exactly. Firm. So it and I don't want to say because it sounds like my God, the ink is not dry on the deal, and you guys are already talking. No, we are literally conduits for jerk face jerk Ron. Yes, there is there is the chance. There is the chance that I could walk out. Tomorrow morning out of my house and an airplane can drop a safe and that safe could land on me and I will end up a, a spot on the sidewalk. Do you think that though I'm walking around every single day saying to myself, boy, I, I, I hope a, I hope a safe doesn't fall out of the sky and land on my head. Well, even no. if you're Fernando Tatis Jr., if that safe falls on your head, you're still making $340 million. <laughs> so Ultimately, Ron... How is the deal bad? I do not think Ron has any point at all here, and he will be continued to be hated by our fans, our listeners, and good. Ron, I don't know why the hell you're still listening to this thing. I don't know why you ever listen to our show. Lose the email. I'm sorry I gave it out, but Ron, lose it. Uh, here's... Okay. It is not... This has not... Okay, Ben, how many times... Allison, how many times have we seen contracts that have cratered franchises? That like, oh my God, you gave all that money to so and so, and Allison. now, and now you're sitting here and you're trying to recoup the losses, or you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, or you had to get rid of everybody just to be able to afford that one person or two people. This is right. what did we say yeah. 15 minutes ago about Peter Seidler? Right. They're not going to have to have a bake sale out in front of Petco right. mm -hmm. to make money for the franchise. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and Allison, as you said, they're going to make it back. Hand over fist at Can the, you at think the of end of it. Who has who let's think about who has that happened to though, where they have, you know, paid paid somebody so big that they've had to it just kind of destroyed the team. In well, the in end. recent memory, so, we yeah, have the who, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. With Carson Wentz. With Car yeah. Right. Yeah. Again, in recent memory, we have the Miami Marlins when they paid Giancarlo Stanton, then sure. had to do a total rebuild. Yep. Right. I don't see that happening here. Oh, that's not that's not going to be the issue. I, the only thing I could see that could derail anything would be if he got, you know, injured just right. so badly that and, okay, and he couldn't return fast from that, right. or missed an entire season. And or, guess what? He he might get injured. There might be another fluke, uh, like him stretching for second base that one time. Oh my god, the way he flies around right. on defense is so crazy it, okay, too. I could, mean, he's an acrobat. It could happen, but it it can happen to a guy. Legging one out down first base, it can happen to my favorite player of all time, Will Myers, next to Willie McCovey, I'm running a for a fly watcher. ball. I'm a Will Watcher, damn it. I'm a Will Watcher. You so, haven't heard our song yet. Just oh my God, I love that. So to, Watch to, him Will go by. Again, again. My, my, my. To sit there and focus on the negative. Listen, the Rons of the world, they're going to do that. But and, and, and I'm not saying Padre fans are – Adopting certain some sort of Pollyannish attitude, or their mm -hmm. their heads are in the clouds. Like, oh my God, we got FTJ signed up for fourteen years. Oh, we're gonna win so many World Series. Right. No. no, the Padre fans are so much smarter than that. But let let them run 
enjoy it because this doesn't happen in this city with regularity. Doesn't okay, it there's feel nothing so nice to feel good about something in this city after everything we've been through. Yes. I you know, not just the Padres obviously, but Chargers. I mean, it feels so nice to have some positive news out of San Diego for a change. I saw in in um I don't know what the I think it's Aztec Stadium the at Twitter at Aztec Stadium whatever the account is, but Brady Hoke was down on the uh, construction yeah, site. Yeah, I saw that today. With a hard hat on and his vest and stuff, and and he was looking around. And and folks, think about this: that stadium is being built as we speak. What everybody said would never, never, ever, ever happen. Never happen. No, not going to get it done. There's going to be all these people who are going to stand in the way. There's going to be lawsuits out the ass. No, 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 folks. Labor Day weekend of twenty two. That friggin' stadium is going to be open. And again, the Aztecs are going to play six, seven games in it each year. Maybe they'll play in a bowl game inside of it. That's that's just seven or eight dates. Think about all the different stuff that's going to mean for our city. So don't be afraid to be excited about and celebrate the good stuff that is happening with us or to us. Do you think Ron is just a little sad that he retired before he could work on Aztec Stadium? Because we learned he's in construction. Oh, construction. Well done, Ben. Nice. Run, run. F that dude. Total douche canoe. Wait, he doesn't hate me yet, so I'm going to be really nice no, to him. No, give him an F bomb. <laughs> yeah, you got to give him, yeah, give him an got, F bomb. You got to give him, uh, give him time, and and because he would, he would hammer us, and he was the one who would get on me about whatever the case may be, my crutch for the longest time, which uh, that needed to be sorted out. Absolutely we, did. But we did do a show. Remember when Jace Tingler uh, kind of gave Tatis a little grief after the 3-0 yes, swing? Uh-huh. So we did a full show of Costa just obliterating Jace. Well, good. Rightfully so. And then he said he never should have said any of that right. later. Yeah. Ron emailed us the next day saying that everything Jace said was spot on. <laughs> oh, my God. And how right Jace was. <laughs> And oh. how baseball should be about doing the right thing in oh. tradition. And unwritten rules are there for a reason. They, they're unwritten, Ron! <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, Ron. You're you're just living in a... I still can't believe that... Was it the Rangers that were complaining? Oh, yeah. my God. That was... What is it? What was it? We swing away? Yeah, we do. Sorry. Hey, guys. You have the ability to not suck as much. Play better. <laughs> the Padres yeah. ended up rattling off like 14 straight wins after that, too. So great. So we're going to take a little break here. We have uh, caller Larry coming up next because Carolyn nominated him. That's right. We also maybe have Acosta's list. Oh, boy. We're going to come up with that one on the fly. <laughs> also, I don't know if everyone heard, but I spilled my margarita on National Margarita Day, and it was because Ron pissed me off. No worries. And Allie was nice enough to make me a second one. Beautiful. So we're going to drink we our are margs, multitaskers. Take here. a break. Larry, when we come back, we love you, Bam Slam fam. You still around? Wow. That's impressive. What do you mean? Let's get back to the Bam Slam. Once again, here's Ben, Allie, and Mike. All right, Bam Slam rolling on. And something we started last week, uh, family member uh, Carolyn in Toronto, we had her on, and she had sports questions. She had dating advice that she wanted from Allison. And I had told her, hey, maybe you don't wear a bra when you go out. And you guys thought that was a bad idea. Whatever the case may be. It's cold in Toronto, and man. I just used And I just used my <laughs> only why whatever the it. case may be for the podcast. But we said, okay, when we have a family member on, they will nominate somebody who they would like to hear on the next podcast. And she said, family member Larry, who was with us for the longest time here in San Diego. And then he moved back to the Midwest. Well, our man Larry joining us right now. Larry, my friend, how are you? 
I am doing just fine, man. Hey, happy quarantine, y'all, man. How y'all doing? We are good. And Larry, this is the first time you've ever spoken with with the uh, the third member of our podcast. Last but certainly never least, uh, Allison Ratzlaff. Allison, say hi to Larry. Hi, Larry. I'm so happy to meet you. It's nice to meet you, Allison. I've already heard you, but hey, it's nice to formally meet you properly. You too. I'm so happy you're here. All right, Larry. We're so glad you're here, man. <clears throat> uh, how's that kiddo? How's Sammy? Ah, Sammy is doing wonderful. He's like I say, he is moving around. He is running around. He's happy and got some good news on Valentine's Day. Sammy's gonna have himself a sibling in about eight months. <laughs> Baby Aww. number two, Larry, you dog. Larry, oh my god, hey. Larry's like having fun. Over hey, that what we do in the Midwest? You gotta keep it <laughs> coming, right? Larry, were you caught up in that snowstorm at all? Apparently. Yes, I was. Man, we got a whole 15 inches. Man, it looked like a snow globe when I was looking outside my window. It was beautiful. And then I also, if I sound a little nasally, I got a cold because I wanted to make a snowman. And I got sick <laughs> from it. Yeah, man, it was great. Larry, how is life? What's what's going on? How are you? Uh, how I mean, how, how do you feel about your new quarterback, Matthew Stafford? Oh, my God, Larry. I have been waiting since they drafted the wrong person back in 2009 <laughs> for the Rams to get Stafford. I was so upset, man. The Rams won 1-15 that year. And that's who, guess who they beat? The 0-16 Lions, man. So we would have had Matthew Stafford in the first place. But, no, it's okay. We got him now. All is right with the world. We're back, baby. Rams going to the Super Bowl. Screw the Bucks. <laughs> oh my God. All right, Larry, you know, you listened to our episode with Carolyn. You know how this works. We need one sports opinion question. What do you have for us? I want to know, and I've been dying to know this. What is a sports conspiracy that you believe wholeheartedly is true? Oh, my God. Oh, Larry, that is a brilliant question. A sports conspiracy that you believe is true. Costa, you're going to have to go first here. Hang on. Quick oh, Google. my. There there are so many. Um, you know, here's here's a great one, uh, and I, I do absolutely believe this is true. When Cal Ripken Jr. was going through his consecutive games played streak, he, something happened with him on a personal level, and – Instead of um, him missing the game, the rumor or the urban legend is somebody went and literally took a sledgehammer to the electrical boxes at Camden Yards and smashed them up so the lights couldn't come on so Cal wouldn't have to miss that game. They were going to replay it down the stretch in a doubleheader. That is one that I absolutely believe is true. So it's 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 a conspiracy. As I said, it's probably an urban legend, but I believe that happened with Cal Ripken Jr. Allie? I'm going to go with Michael Jordan uh, when he retired to go play baseball. <laughs> okay. I think it was really he was suspended for gambling. And well, he had good, to yeah. step away, and so he went and played baseball for a yeah. while and then yeah. came back. That's a good one. That's a good one. David Stern said, listen, I'm going to let you retire, but you need to go away for a little bit. Yep. And here's the period of time that you got to go away. Do whatever. Don't gamble. But do whatever, <laughs> yeah. and then I'm going to let you back. Is there yeah. anything to the fact that he gambled on games? 
No, you know what? That's never been brought up. And I think, I think, listen, Michael Jordan loves gambling, but I think he's, Larry, I think Michael Jordan is smart enough to know that you're, you're considered the greatest ever. Do, do nothing to uh, potentially tarnish that. Ben, do you have one? Yeah, I'm just going to go. Um, it's kind of a overarching thing here. It's called the Patriots. <laughs> So whether it's Deflategate, whether it's Spygate, where the NFL kind of, it seemed like they destroyed some evidence that would have been incriminating. Yeah. There's so many, so much evidence surrounding the Patriots that I think the conspiracy of that franchise and the fact that they've won so many Super Bowls, meanwhile, going through the worst division the NFL has ever seen. Sure. There's a, there's just all conspiracy with the New England Patriots. Larry, would you have one for us? Oh, of course, and I'm going to piggyback off of them Patriots, man, because you know where the conspiracy stuff started? When they recorded Mike March's practices before <laughs> the Super Bowl against the Rams. They destroyed the evidence of it. They told, they came in and told them, you got to get rid of it. But if you go back and watch that game, man, they were calling plays. Mike March had plays that nobody had ever seen, but the Patriots' defense were just straight up on top of everything. Tom Brady didn't get touched in that Super Bowl like that is a straight up conspiracy i i believe wholeheartedly that they recorded the rams practice and that's the reason mike moore's career went down the tube was because of that super bowl i'm with you larry i think exactly the same way as you do about that my favorite part about larry is no matter what the topic is it's a rams topic <laughs> yeah it's always gonna be about the Rams. i'm the bam i'm what's it the bam slam fam ram fam yeah, baby <laughs> Oh, that was nice right, job, Larry. Larry. That's a lot on a t-shirt. Next up, we need a life advice question from you. What Costa is uh, just a gem of wisdom wrapped up in a nice, what are you at, like 270? What, where are we at? He is not 270. Well, I mean, I'm sitting 250 right now. No, I'm, I'm down to about, I'm down to, last time I checked, 243. You dirty dog. Mm-hmm. Larry, what you got for us? Okay, so for, for, uh, for this case of life here, what, do you, what would you guys recommend? For someone like me, who's trying to be a personal trainer, to be able to reach more people to convince them to live a healthy and a, and a fit lifestyle. So we actually have an extremely fit and healthy person who works on her fitness all the time here. Yeah. And then there's and two fat Isn't afraid to tell people on her Instagram account. <laughs> so, Allison, I think this one's you. Allie, how does, he, how does he reach more people to try to get the word across? Like, you, you can't wait until it's too late. You got to do something about it now. Are you on Instagram, Larry? I think that's your best bet. And I think you hashtag the S-H-I-T out of that. Say it. Shit. With all of the <laughs> the the fitness hashtags, look look up what, you know, just Google what are the main fitness hashtags, add all mm-hmm. those, give fitness tips, tag people, go for it on there. And you can get a great following and really spread the word. Ooh, I like it. I don't even use Instagram because oh, I'm against Facebook. That's the best way to spread out Larry's Instagram. Or and the, I'm a Twitter girl, but I love platforms. Twitter. Yeah, all the platforms. I think for things like fitness, though, I think Instagram is the best platform. I'm a Twitter person. I, I'm obsessed with Twitter probably more than I should be. But I think Instagram is your is your jam for that. I would say more than anything, just keep putting yourself out there and be uniquely Larry. Because mm-hmm. you have such a really drawing personality where we all want to be around you. So put yourself out there being you and get your cosplay out there because that stuff's awesome. So maybe it's like fitness Wolverine. Hell yeah. Go to the gym as Wolverine. Man, I can do that, man.
Yeah, with a Matthew Stafford shirt on. Hey, Larry, we love you so much, man. Thanks, uh, thanks for calling in. Oh, he's got to nominate somebody. Oh, yeah, you nominate the next person. Okay, well, you know, I got to put my uh, my boy on there because he came in the studio with me. So I'm going with uh, my man Tony Sanchez, man. I want to hear from him. We'll get Tony on next episode. Thanks so much, Larry. Hey, Larry, we love you. Thank Congratu- you, Larry. Congratulations hey. on, uh, on number two, man. Blessings <laughs> for wanna- you. Just want to say, and it's really, really nice hearing you on the radio again, Costa. You really, really made my 2021 so much better, my man. Aww. All right, Larry, shoot higher, dude. Shoot higher. Oh, come on, take a I love you, Larry. Come on. Yeah, I love you. Larry, You're we'll so talk to you soon, sweet. brother. Thank you. Hey, you guys be easy, man. Stay safe. We you will. too, Larry. Uh, he's and, and Larry is. Oh, he's so sweet. He's awesome, and Larry's built like a brick shit house. If you if you follow him in a on good t- way, yeah. If you follow him on Twitter. Um, he's always showing workouts and stuff he's doing. Larry will end Love you. It. Larry will end you. You know, we can give him a little shirt shout out here. We got uh at Brawler2K21 on Twitter. Yeah. Now he if Larry was in a situation, let's say where he, he was in the bathroom of a club or something, mm. and Spencer Jones, a wide receiver for Oklahoma, is like bigger than he is, a couple inches taller, a couple inches wider, and is is giving him crap. Giving him, I don't, whatever it is, Larry would end him like this MMA fighter ended Spencer Jones in a bathroom recently. This was epic. He literally put him in like a certified UFC chokehold and choked this bitch out. Choked him out. In the bathroom, right yeah. next to all the urinals. Right. He's probably like, they got to have COVID, right? That's the first thing I thought of in that video. I did not see it. I'm shocked I didn't see this because I normally do see this I don't know the genesis of it, but the the camera starts with this Spencer Jones kid, senior wide receiver at Oklahoma. He's also the the holder on kicks and stuff. Is face-to-face. Well, he's not really face-to-face. He's looking down on this this kid. And I don't know if the kid (laughs) has a bloody nose or not, like if somebody had hit him already, but – Spencer saying stuff like "get out of here," and then does well, he his pushed friend- him. He okay. literally pushed him. He pushes him, and then this kid is like, "Well, you know what? I I I wasn't doing anything, but now I'm going to protect myself." And Spencer Jones bit off a chunk of MMA trained. Oh, uh, here comes the guillotine guy. He is smashing. And watch him. the friend yeah. is about to get thrown into the bathroom wall. So the friend who's in the little side scuffle uh-huh. is about to get his ass knocked out. So this guy, this guy's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of throwing some over-the-shoulder punches, trying to make contact. So the kid, right who's Boom! who's obviously MMA trained, just makes a mockery of Spencer Jones. He he hits him a couple times, then he gets him in a. Did you say guillotine? A guillotine. Yeah, it's the one from behind where you're kind of like, and he, yeah, and he he hits him a couple more times, and then he naps him. Right there on the floor. His buddy, his wingman, took on Puffy Levi Jacket and literally smashed his Puffy face. Levi jacket. Smashed his face into the men's bathroom floor. And literally you can just hear him saying, Lick it, lick it, lick that po- <laughs> lick that poopy and pee pee floor. Okay, now that I've watched it, it is so funny to see how he's kind of pushing him and you know, oh my god! It's like the MMA off to him, guy, and the two MMA guys just look at each other, and they just have this little laugh between them. Like, they kind of went as long as us. they could before they had to be like, "All right, yeah. I'm done with these yeah. crap boys." That's, exa- that's exactly 100%. what it looks like. Also, puffy jacket guy, Trevor Bauer. He for sure wears <laughs> puffy jackets. My my dad was a, yes. a my dad was a deputy district attorney for the longest time, and he always told me, "He goes, listen, 
Um, there's nothing wrong with walking away. Don't, you know, it takes a strong man to walk away. Obviously, if push comes to shove, you have to defend yourself. But always remember, if you go looking for trouble, let's say you hit a guy and that guy falls back yeah, and he smacks his head on the curb and he dies, you're going to, to jail. There's nothing wrong with walking away. But it's to the certain point where if you feel that you're in physical danger, he goes, you got you to gotta defend yourself. And he always said, make sure that you have an adequate idea of what you are getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. And obviously Spencer Jones, Oklahoma wide receiver, did not because right. this guy absolutely kicks his ass. To the point, if I'm Spencer Jones or I'm an Oklahoma Sooners teammate or I'm Lincoln Riley, you're like, dude, um, yeah, we – How do you li- Ben, how do you live that down? You don't. And the next time you're no. – is, oh, is he a wide receiver? What did we say he was? Wide receiver. So if you're yeah. a wide receiver, the next time a cornerback is lined <laughs> up against you – Oh, can you imagine the trash talking – Hey, remember oh that God. video we saw where you got your oh ass kicked? What's up, bathroom boy? And yeah. wide receivers and corners talk so much trash. The Absolutely. stuff my son has told me that corners... And he went to a Christian school. Can you, I'm so glad you're saying from, you know, this guy, wide receiver from Oklahoma, not Ben Roslov, wide receiver. <laughs> but it's, it, it, it literally is because, unfortunately, being social media being what it is today and the fact that, you know, it everybody sees it instantly... This is now going to follow Spencer Jones around for the rest of his life. All right, here. I'm lining up. I'm the cornerback, all right? You're Spencer Jones. You come across. How'd that pee-pee poo-poo floor taste? <laughs> How'd it taste? You got to tell me. Hey, did your buddy get hepatitis from having to lick the bathroom floor? Bro. Hey, so how long were you out with COVID? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Because you had to lick the pee-pee poo-poo after. Well, <laughs> in all seriousness, he just had surgery. He almost... Yeah, I, mean, I hope he's okay, but I do know no. who you're fighting. Wait, he had surgery the because guy, of the fight? Yeah, because the guy effed up one of his eyes. No yeah. way. I'm sorry. I Listen. Wow. I think Spencer Jones probably, hindsight being 2020. His name is Spencer. Totally, dude. Come and he had, there had to be a few cocktails involved. Oh, you think? But it's, He it's stole just, a couple margaritas that night. It's like, dude, now you've got this <laughs> mangled eye for, for being a dick. Yeah. You you is he got, good? Is Spencer Jones good? I have no idea. It's the first I've ever heard of Spencer Jones. I wish Jones. I knew his stats. But I'm I'm just thinking to myself, you you this was so avoidable if you were such an asshole. And now you've got the surgery, and now you've got your name forever attached to this uh situation. All right, before we wrap this thing up, let's get to Costa's list. Uh our imaging guy, CJ, is working on an open for this. Oh, is he? It's in the works. Okay. All it's right. coming soon. I like it. Maybe by the time this podcast is posted. What's our list today? Uh, top five greatest moments in San Diego sports history. I think we had one recently. We we could have. And this, this comes, morning. obviously, this comes on the heels of what uh, Fran Tatis Jr. officially, as they get redundant, made official uh, today by signing that contract. Okay, here wait, we go. Wait, wait, can I say one thing? Spencer, jo- Spencer Jones has zero stats. <laughs> at Oklahoma. Oh, he never zero. Okay, yeah. zero points, zero touchdowns, zero all-purpose yards. See ya. Bye, Spencer Spence. Jones. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. Uh, I got my top five sports, greatest sports moment uh, moments, according to me, in San Diego. All right, you guys ready? Ready. Okay, here we go. Number five, Slam Diego. Uh, it is. It is one of those things where baseball never saw it. I don't think baseball will ever, ever see it again. And I think as Padre fans, 
I don't think we will ever see what that was. It a week and a half. It was four yeah. days. It was. Oh, sorry. But then there sorry. ended up being another Grand Slam like a little bit right? after it. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, honestly, part of the reason this podcast is named Bam Slam Podcast, hello, is because of Slam Diego. <laughs> right. It really was a highlight of 2020 in such a crappy Incredible. year in the middle of the summer to have that yes. going on was. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in yeah. sports. I mean, today on the like, what this is the anniversary of Al Michaels calling. Do you believe in miracles? That's today. Mm-hmm. Really. That's up there for me. I know it's not sure. for you, but sure. that was one of the coolest things. Surprise! It didn't happen in, in San Diego. Right? To be honest with you. All right, number four. Uh, the first Super Bowl ever played in San Diego. San Diego finally got a Super Bowl. Doug Williams and the Redskins kicked the crap out of John Elway and the Denver Broncos. That second half, where they, I think they scored thirty something or twenty something unanswered points, it was a blowout. But it was our first Super Bowl. It was really the first time the city had the chance to kind of show it, spread its wings a little bit. Uh, that's my number four. My number three is Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado contracts because they were just so giant and so massive. And having dealt with an NFL team where, ooh, how much do we have to pay? And unfortunately, Padres in the past, ooh, we can't pay that, and seeing a lot of stars go, mm-hmm. this was a very, very big moment for San Diego, so that's my number third. Um my second, number two, Padres' first World Series. Them finally, 1984, getting to the World Series. Ben, were you? when were you born? 96. <laughs> okay. Oh I was around for the second one, right? Wasn't 98 <laughs> you, the second one? You're right. You're right. But them, oh them finally, and having Jerry Coleman on the call from, Aww, from what was Jack Murphy Stadium at the time, and them finally going to the World Series and having their asses handed to him by the Detroit Tigers. But still, the Padres finally making the World Series mm-hmm. is my uh, is my number two. And the number one on my top five list of great San Diego sports moments <laughs> was the night after, and I'm sorry that I have got to include the Chargers in this list, but it's the San Diego Chargers, uh, the night that they beat – the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC Championship Mm -hmm. to get to their very first Super Bowl Mm -hmm. and the crowd that gathered at then Qualcomm Stadium to welcome them home. Were you in the crowd? I got got stuck on 15 South. The traffic was, it it was, Ben? Wait, are you sure? Because we're not a football town. Yeah, exactly. You sure? I'm coming I, home, and I don't know where that. I was coming home. I was, I was coming home from, like, a, uh, watching the game. And as I'm coming home, the traffic, you you hit a brick wall. Where people, they're trying to get from 15 south, they're trying to get onto the Friars Avenue on-ramp, and then you couldn't you couldn't move. People were pulled over. People are celebrating in the freaking freeway. Mm-hmm. You could not get into uh Qualcomm Stadium. And then when we found out, you know, when when the the Chargers, they found out on the Charter, hey, you guys got to make an appearance, man. You got a stadium full. And they drove the buses in. Hartman was down there. And and it was a fire marshal's worst nightmare because you had people like sitting in the aisles, sitting on top of each other. Who were the guys that gave speeches? Were there speeches? Did they have microphones set up? I think Junior talked. 
Um, I think that um, Stan Brock was a big offensive tackle. Uh, Stan spoke, and it was it. What just still it, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it, uh, thinking about it. You're saying there were some babies made that night. I think there were some babies made that night. But yeah, I would say that is my own my own personal number one. And I mean, how so? How similar was that to the group of fans we saw in the gas lamp last year when the Padres beat the Cardinals? In that same energy, it was, it was same bedlam. energy. Yeah, it bedlam. Was, as Ted Leitner would say, bedlam. It is bedlam, and uh, it, it's one of those things where we've all experienced. You don't just want to be sitting where you're sitting. You want to get out. You want to you want to go party. You want to be amongst everybody else who's who's dealing with the delirium. Yeah, you remember that video that J Pop sent us? He was sitting on the roof of his car with his family. Yeah, just videotaping people driving in the gas lamp and partying in the gas lamp. Right. And it's, it was it's, like it was COVID didn't exist, yeah. right. it, and it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. And in big big sports cities like Chicago, New York, Boston, and stuff with with championships that are with regularity, they kind of have those moments. But when it it's San Diego, well, when the when the Padres thing happened last summer, when you know, especially Dodger fans were saying, "Oh, act like you've been there before." Oh, and they're making so much fun of us, and I was like, "Do you guys understand what no. this city has?" been through no they don't like you don't understand and just you talking about you know the chargers and the, and the crowd when they were coming home and it, i mean it makes me literally want to cry <laughs> I mean, it's just it's so when people say we're not a sports town we're not an nfl town they're just it's just totally not are. true well, and you hear nick's stories about coming home from chargers games yeah. that they played on the road and the people that would greet him it, it's a different world I wish I was here for that San Diego. I really oh do. Oh my yeah. god, it Me was too. absolute freaking nuts and it was it was two weeks of just parties and the build up and then they got the living shit kicked out of him by the San Francisco 49ers. But that's a story for another You're day. You're welcome. I know. Eric Davis. <laughs> boom. I'm a Niners fan. Sorry. My two Are you a Raiders fan? I don't I know he she is. is now. Well, I, I, he made me be that's one. Right. And that's my, right. one of my boys, oh, my youngest oh. son is a huge Raiders fan. Smart like kid. huge. That's his jersey. Have you seen the transformation that John Gruden has gone from from being in the broadcast booth to the like piece of flab he looks like now? He's My God, he's got a he's got a boiler. The NFL coach does not look good on him. No, he and his his son so good in the broadcast booth for a little bit. His son, who's I think assistant weight something like that, conditioning with jacked out of his head. Yeah. yeah, John's got a John. I know I'm in no position to tell somebody to lose weight. No, he looks. John's got to do some shedding. What are you talking about? Yeah, he's, both of you guys. John Gruden looks unhealthy. He looks pregnant. I'm worried about it. And I, lo- I love my John Gruden. I love the Raiders. But John, I know you. I know you download the uh, Bam Slam oh, yeah, podcast. He subscribes. By the way, on time. Apple Podcasts now. That's exciting. Are we? Yes. Yeah, we are, baby. Go subscribe. Subscribe. Rate. Download. Downloads are what get us credit. So download Rate as much us, as you can. Give a give a review. And all that stuff. Let's get to the best part of the show. Yes. Every part of the show. Wait, wait, wait. Can I wait, give one she, shout out? Really Ali, you got yeah, this is okay. actually a really cool so, shout out. Um, shout I'll, out. I'll be real fast. Uh, when the Super Bowl was in Atlanta two years ago. Um, no. Three, so it was, it was. No, that was two years ago. It was. Miami, uh, well, yeah, was I guess this year. was. Yeah. Technically, yeah. it was three yeah. Super Bowls ago, yeah. but yeah. So I was in Atlanta for the Super Bowl and sitting in the press box area. And I ended up sitting next to this really nice man. I just wear our Did name. Did you go to the game? Yeah, in oh, the nice. pr- yeah, I was up oh, in the okay. press box. Lucky, we so, don't ever get. To and my name was on a seat. A placard. Yeah, okay. I felt very official. So I was sitting next to this man uh, from Nashville. His name is John Burton, and at Twitter he is J O N Burton B U R T O N thirty two. Um, he is was so nice to me. We talked the entire t- game, which you know was 
Rams Patriots. It was super boring. Um, But he was so great to me. And he messaged me today and said that he had listened to our first two episodes and was on his way to the third episode and that he absolutely loves the podcast. Loves was in capital letters. Whoa. And and you know what else he said? You know what else he said? He's like, Allison, my girl, you're a star. You are a star. <laughs> you are. Shining bright. <laughs> I was like, well, really, Mike and Ben are the stars. No, 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 we're sitting here to I carry said, your luggage. And I told him, I said, I'm just a sassy sidekick. No. And I said, but anyway, he was super sweet. And so I just want to give him a shout out and thank him for listening and for the sweet text. So John Burton, 32. Yeah, thanks, Twitter. John. JB, Appreciate love it. you. He's Thank a very you so much. cool guy. He's you also might end a, up being one of our listener call-ins. He, he is a sports radio guy in Nashville. He has a morning show, and he also is a sports anchor on TV at night. Sweet. Love it. Yeah. All right, before we get out of here, uh, our songs of the evening. Ben, you got yours? I got a good one for today. Okay. This Thanks. is uh, Go. Stronger by Kanye West. Because what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah, like a divorce. Or like... Yeah. The show falling apart. And then we rebuild stronger than ever. <laughs> okay. Allison Ratzlaff, what's yours? Mine, um, I'm sending out to a friend who's having a little bit of a hard time, well, a massively difficult time with something. And so I'm sending out Sade's By Your Side. Which one is that? It's the most beautiful song. Singing? I, no, I'm not going to sing. But it's the most beautiful. I sing our Will Watching Report. It, it's from 2000. I think it's a really old song, but it is so beautiful. By your side, Shade, look it up. Love it. Uh, mine is, I'm, I'm going to go old school a little bit. Uh, Steve Miller Band, Take the Money and Run, in honor of uh, Fernando Tatis Jr.'s big contract, although he's not running anywhere. No, he's, he's going to be right here, here. In, uh, in San Diego. Okay, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at the Mike Costa. Allie is Allie Rat, R A T T 7. Uh, at R-A-T. Fletch, R-A-T, sorry, at A-L-L-I-R-A-T, the numero seven, uh, at Fletch Sports, also emails, and we read them all. Uh, even even Ron, Even jerks like Ron, uh, and that is uh, BamSlamPodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter, at BamSlamPod. Family, as always, thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you soon. BamSlam fam! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.